listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all socials at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, three words. We are back we're back we're back and we're back and we're back yes we are absolutely we how are you back. doing good sir it's two weeks it's been almost taken two weeks, two weeks between yeah. a single episode i don't know man i mean maybe we went, a year we, we, we were in new york busy uh, yeah new york yeah saying what's up to julius randall yes and jalen brunson the boys over the the new york knickerbockers you know because we wish we could be as good as them Jeez, Louise! <laughs> wow starting out of the gate strong not even no chaser we're just going straight forward huh yeah we're just letting the world know that straight we, for the gusto we stink we are horrible Wait, i feel like we've gone through every episode like that like we have started i'm <laughs> having you know what is it vietnam war flashbacks now of just every episode well, going, i mean we know, suck i i i i'm we're only halfway to the wins that i predicted i predicted 26 so we you predicted 26 near. and we are currently at win 13. 13 yeah so the record speaks for itself the rockets are 13 and 47 60 games into the year not on my bingo card whatsoever for this team to be as horrible as they are. 22 games left. Yeah. 22 games remaining. And I have never, ever wanted those these 22 games to go by so quickly. Like, you know, even <laughs> last year, you know, we were struggling. I was like, man, oh, the season's going to be over. This is going to suck. It's going to be such a long time. Yeah. You know, because, like, it's going to be, like, mid-April or, like, early mid-April all the way to, what, like, September, October. Yeah. Once training camp starts. So there's that long lull. It'll be a nice six-month break. This will be the first time ever where I actually just want to be done. It's like, okay, let's just get this over with. Let's well, get these last 22 games over with. I mean, that that's a, that's a production of everything that has happened and transpired over the last three years. And this is normal for a rebuilding team. Um, it, it's not a matter of, like being rebuilding we all knew what a rebuild would look like but at the end of the day it's just a matter of how the rebuild is and unfortunately what's going on is that we've regressed and you can't tell anybody that we have gotten better it's it's downright horrible no no it's 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 absolute worst you're talking about hitting rock bottom you know if you are a fan of the rockets rocket fan meet rock bottom you're here be in here with us in the trenches because this is where we are currently. GM, I want to leave it up to you right now. Do you want to start with some good news or do you want to start with some bad news? How do you want to? How do you want to do the let's episode? Go with let's the, structure. Let's it. go with the good news. Let's go. So with the good, good news, news first. first. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, off. good news for I guess it's per the eye, right? It's the eye to the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. According to Kelly Iko, James Harden 
he's betting it 7 out of 10, 70%. He is banking 70% on the fact that James Harden is going to be coming to Houston by the time free agency starts in July of 2023. He said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm -hmm. James is still very close with the city of Houston. He still lives here throughout the summer. He works out here. He's close with the players. He's putting money right now on the fact that there is more than a possibility of James Harden coming back to Houston, which we've mentioned in episodes past. We've we've mentioned it, things that maybe we've we've heard, as well as you know the reports that have been publicly stated from an Adrian Wojnarowski to a Shams now to a Kelly Iko, who is who has close ties with the Rockets specifically. You know, you can maybe argue that Kelly Iko is kind of a Woj or a Shams for the Rockets, so that's kind of the type of respectability that Kelly Iko brings to the table the fact that he's kind of saying this now as an insider it's really starting to bring this whole thing into light gm we know how you feel we know you're not a fan of james harden but after hearing that report what as someone who doesn't want james harden you and me have polar opposite views in this whole thing for someone who speak for the people that aren't james harden fans if this is the trajectory and the way that they're going to go how do you feel knowing that the possibility is at this juncture of the season is more likely to happen than not. Well, you know, just the fact that Kelly Iko said 7 out of 10, that's a 70% shot. That's even better than Sex Panthers Brian Fantana said 60% of the time works wow. every time. Wow, wow, that's my so, line. You know I did what? not anticipate you know, that. You know what, you know God what? dang, I'm kind of upset that I didn't come up with that first. I guess Kelly Iko went there. He went there. Said, it's going to work every time. And him putting that amount on a James Harden return to the Houston Rockets is, hey man, that's good news for most Rockets fans. A lot of people love James. And I mean, I have a lot of love for James as well. And it's really good for the nostalgic factor, for one. Uh, he immediately improves the team. So it'd be a wonderful addition in terms of immediate impact. Yeah. Um, you know, a true point guard, someone who is an actual point guard. Granted, he is a, what I would consider more so a combo guard. But the vision of James Harden that he possesses is top five in this league. And someone like that on the ball to help these youngsters uh, get open shots. The other other question is whether they can hit them is a whole other story. But anyways, you know, just overall about how I feel, I'm like, that's a huge, huge commitment by Kelly Iko to say that. Uh, He's putting a lot of uh, stock into that rumor. Which is crazy, because he's not the type of person that he would do that. No, definitely not. So that's the the thing that's kind of scary. Yeah. Because if he's hearing this... Mm It's this is a big deal, right? Yeah, him taking a shot at the dark, basically saying that you know that I think that's that's a really big deal, and that's not something that's just out of nowhere. I think that is definitely something that uh, it means a lot in terms of uh, how do you say this? Like rumors, you know, like James Harden's still a Philadelphia 76er at the end of the day. Yeah. He has a player option at the end of this year uh, for next year, so. That is saying a lot, but you know, James loves this city and James is all about the city of Houston. He loves this place. And if he wants to come to what he considers home and so be it, um, what, how much he gets paid is a whole other story. But to me, it looks like Tillman Fertitta wants that immediate, immediate, uh, help. Um, we don't have a pick in 2024. So 
you know, James Harden comes back, who knows? Maybe that'll lead to one more di- uh, one more domino to fall. But you know what? Who knows? Well, who, who knows? Well, like I'm saying, like that's the option and the way that it would work for the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. because hands down, this is this has been one of the most horrific seasons of all time. Maybe the most horrific season of in franchise history, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll dive we'll do a deep dive a little bit later. Yeah, but there's there's got to be some weight here. That's what I as as a as a person that wants as a fan of someone who wants James Harden back. There's got to be some weight to this. Kelly Iko just won't go out on a limb, straight up saying something unless they're unless they're, he's it's meant for something. As well as the fact that we are hearing for season ticket holders that. There's going to be an exponential jump in season ticket prices next year. Exactly. I'm which hearing basically saying that something's going to happen. We're hearing a 40% increase, which is probably one of the highest ticket uh, season ticket jumps in recent memory for the Houston Rockets. One of the what biggest, does that if not say? The biggest. What does that say about the Rockets? What does that say about what the plan is? You know, Rafael Stone even said it. He was recently on an interview on the Athletic, and he said he was like, "We have been." carefully strategically planning for 2023 like that was this is the time to hit he is saying he's like just wait he's telling people just wait 2023 off season was the off season to do something it's coinciding with james harden maybe possibly coming to the rockets coupled with the fact that james harden never shot down the reports Mm -hmm. he literally just said oh i don't know where he got that report from Never shot it down. Never said, "Oh no, I never said that." Oh no, that I, I'm focused on you know winning with the Sixers. That I, I never said that. He never shot down the rumor. There's too much going smoke. on here. There's too much smoke, and I think whether or not James wins the title or not, because a lot of people are saying, "Well, if he wins the title, maybe he'll want to defend it. Maybe if he gets close enough to winning the title, maybe he makes the finals with Philly, you know, and they lose in six. Maybe that'll push him to come back. Maybe it might." I don't think there's anything that the Sixers can do or not do at this juncture of his career that'll make him want to come back from the looks of it. Well, I mean, he's averaging he's averaging 21 and 11 right now. Mm-hmm. 21, 10.9 assists, basically 11 assists a game. Can we please talk about the fact that you're transitioning that stat line to a Houston Rockets team who sorely needs that type of player that can make that type of impact? on a team that sorely needs it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But back on the subject of a, the Philadelphia 76ers, because you seemed like you want, you had something that you wanted to say in regards to that. Well, I mean, you know, if Philly somehow makes it, I highly doubt it. Um, I just don't see it. I don't see it either. Uh, but I'm just be saying, like, best-case scenario for them. Yeah, yeah. That they either um, win it or get I mean, to the finals. If James were to leave, what does that leave with Joel Embiid? He's probably going to be wanting out, too. Um, who knows, man? But the thing is, like, the question will be if James Gums, like, who would follow? Would it be a free agent, a big free agent? Or would they make a trade? Would they attempt again to try to get Mikhail Bridges and pry him out Harden of has pull. Phoenix? Harden um, has pull. Who knows, man? Who who knows? Um, but, I mean, it's it's great news for fans that want it, you know? Uh, the Street Prophet said that they want all the smoke, and Houston is ready for all the smoke. Yeah, but that's all kayfabe aside, though. Like, from a shoot perspective on your side, mm-hmm. from a fan standpoint of someone who doesn't want Harden, mm-hmm. how does that affect you? 
Yeah, you know, um, we're, I mean, we're 11 I, minutes I, in. We haven't, we haven't, I, you I, haven't attacked the, the, the in, question in my properly. Opinion is, I need you to attack it. it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I'm not happy. You know what I'm going to tell y'all? I'm already um, become, what's the word, Kenny? Acceptance? I've accepted it. Yeah. I've already accepted it. Um, whether he does come back or not. If he comes back, it is what it is, man. Run with it. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the complete nostalgic factor. But granted, we suck. We're terrible. Um, I think it's bigger than a, a player like Harden. I think it's everything. Uh, Steven Silas. I'm not sure if he's the guy uh, to lead that. If that were to occur, uh, who knows if Raphael Stone is even the right guy? Um, is there a possibility that they clean house? Who knows, man? I mean, if we want a new coach, is it Mahmoud Abdel Fattah? Is it someone like a John Lucas who has interviewed multiple times? Or would it be someone that's from the outside, like a Sam Cassell, who does have the pedigree uh, in terms of coaching, uh, being an assistant coach for winning teams and being an assistant coach for a player like of a James Harden currently? And would he be a guy that James would, if James were to come, hypothetically speaking, and be like, you know, one of my contingencies, you got to hire my one of these guys on my list. Um, I can see that happening. And that's, uh, you know, I'll guarantee you. that's the is, kind of pull. And it, that's the troubling aspect of it all, because okay. whether or not he actually, you know, uh, plays defense, holds himself accountable, as opposed to holding the other guys accountable, is a whole other story. But you know? from for the flip side, though, can it really get any worse than it is now? No, I mean the only thing is like this. Um, in terms of growth, um, James can certainly help them. It's just a matter of, you know, how other organizations have ran, uh, like a Boston, who have counted on the likes of a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown, um, New Orleans, where they did acquire. Uh, a Brandon Ingram to pair with a Zion Williamson, where they now have a who uh, uh, CJ McCollum. McCollum. You know what I mean? Like these up and coming teams that have the nucleus, like Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of other teams that have grown. You know, in the sense of where they have made smart draft picks and acquired star, not stars. Sorry, um, veterans to help lead the way but but what about so i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. jason tatum jackpot pick uh jalen brown jackpot pick jalen green jalen green and kevin porter jr i'm not seeing that so if that's nobody so if that's the trajectory in which you're going what so like my argument for but the for but the, their coach okay. their yeah, yeah. coach their no, coach exactly the culture it's culture yeah, yeah absolutely do you think a better coach could come in and immediately turn the tide around yeah a, an immediate coach that knows a system that has a culture set in place can turn the team around yeah absolutely will it take time absolutely is jalen green gonna be jason tatum that's a whole no, that, nother that's, ball that's, game that's that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. that's that's not completely i'm not saying that no but he you're is saying i understand be, what you're saying though, because I'm you're just saying using that, that as in terms of an example yeah yeah because you're trying right? to say that and homegrown talent is the way to go uh, my my argument going the other the, going the other way with the going the other way now with James Harden is is that what if we don't get Harden what the hell do you do trade off of Mikael Bridges man get me trade Bridges everybody from Mikael Bridges fantastic get Bridges and here. we will what compete when we will compete in years. we're gonna get Victor Wembanyama like well, everybody the, said no to but pray no but that's what I'm saying Victor. no but I don't care about that because the whole my whole thought process is because I'm trying to discuss James Harden here my whole thought process is is that I don't understand like you need to help me understand why people don't want James Harden because people are like oh because of what he 
what he brings. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Your team is 13 and 47. You are on the cusp of being the worst Houston Rockets team in franchise history. And you're telling me you don't want a guy who's providing 22 points, 11 assists, is a winner wherever he goes to come in here, suit up for the Rockets, and oh, I don't know, win games? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Like as like people are like, oh, I wanna I wanna win this way. I wanna win that way. I don't give a fuck. I wanna win a championship. You just wanna win. I just um, wanna fucking win. I, I don't mean, care the, how the we only, win. The only people issue like, with me is that Harden is just yeah, he's you, never accountable. But that's okay. He's well, never accountable. That's per, okay. And that's the thing, like with the guys that we have now, especially with the way that these guys are learning and their their egos are getting big already and all James would do, considering that he is the star, would encourage and enhance that. Well, give me the ego. Alter- well, give me the alternative. I just want to know the alternative. Give me the alternative here. Th- that will lead us to winning. Give me the alternative. Give me a viable alternative. Give us a better coach. Give us a better GM that can put better players surrounding our draft picks. Like Jabari, Jabari is struggling, and he can play better but harden empowers his teammates yeah, yeah. in the short term absolutely jabari he will would. absolutely he absolutely he would with james harden i'm just thinking about in terms of the long-term viability because james harden's already 30 what 33 34 years old yeah. you know um how long could he possibly help to affect it was like by the time he's 35 36 37 would it be a Kyle Lowry like downfall in well, terms of talent? My you know? only thing is, is also like on the flip side of that would be how would these we already have the worst rep in the entire NBA and it's not even close. Scouts, GMs, rival executives have said it. We are the worst run organization in basketball. Once again, I present the question, what is the alternative? Like you you think all of a sudden players are going to, "Oh, I want to come to Houston now." Next year, oh my goodness, it's not, Harden's not coming. So I all of a sudden want to come to Houston. I want to play with Jalen Green. I want to play for Coach Sam Cassell. Absolutely. No, guys. You need to build it. So you're going to wait an extra three or maybe four years to build a culture. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in 2028, provide get, get yourself a big fish. That's what that I mean that's the that's what we're looking at. There's no way in a one year turnaround unless you get Victor, unless you get Victor and Victor turns out to be fucking gangbusters, there's no way, there's no other alternative. Just the way that I'm looking at everything from a realistic standpoint because a lot of people don't want Harden because of their hurt feelings. I'm not saying you. But my alter but what is the alternative? You have to hit on Victor. Victor has to hit himself. He has to be a jackpot pick. He, you know, it's I mean, one thing he's being considered the yeah. jackpot pick. I mean, we're not it's even one thing just, being we're not name, even yeah. counting on Scoot Henderson. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm also someone that can. Yeah, he can move the needle too. But I'm just saying, like, if it's not Harden, like, I want to know everyone's viable alternative. Please, like, tweet, tweet it, Instagram it. I want to know your viable alternative that can bring us to a winning impact in the next two years. Give it to me. Like I really want to know. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, I get. It's that. not. I don't I, think it's happening. I, I just. I'm just not sure if I like the power struggle. Like the power struggle that can be included with a James Harden. You know. But I get it. You I know, just like because I, I think because <laughs> I, I think because I think I want the W's. If James Harden gets here. The question is, will we? Are we even playoff contenders? I think we're definitely playing. It's possible with a James Harden. Um, but there's so many other things that have to go along with it. Yeah. Like, can we actually defend? Like, this team, defensively, 
is horrendous. The team can't defend. Well, it's going to be coupled with a new coach as well. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we're, 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 like, the thought process is like with a yeah. new coach. Like, well, is James Harden going to be what he was? See, yeah. that's everything. We're not sure. We just don't know. It's all just. It's all conjecture. Uh, yeah. We don't know what James Harden's going to be when he comes back. Everyone's anticipating him. Keys to the city. Mayor James Harden. I get to. I get to politic everything. Maybe it may not be as crazy as people may think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is going to be as crazy as people may think. We'll see what happens. I really don't care as long as we get W's. The GM feels differently. You want to win, and you want, but you want to build a proper culture that is built to last. You just want to see. I just wanted to see improvement. Like yeah. this, this, yeah. this season has done nothing to help the cause. All it's done is made people feel worse. I mean, granted, we can be twenty. We can have eighteen to twenty wins right now. But you obviously yeah. feel better. But you said it yourself, though. You said having a Jason Terry on the one on one hand is cool. Mm-hmm. But you need a stud on a team. Yeah, you need to you, the, the, provide that leadership. Yeah, you you need a stud. Absolutely, absolutely. Harden is and the stud. Exactly. I get it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, of course, I'd want more of a sustainable professional in terms of the way they carry themselves. I'm not saying that James isn't a complete professional, but professional we, that is. But we know his. We know his past, man. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying that I wasn't a fan of James Harden because I still want James Harden to succeed. But the question is that we all know his lifestyle. We know what he does um, outside of the court. And the question is, do you want that influence on this team? It's a cost of wins, but um, there can be an attitude issue going moving forward. And we just be riding the same uh, wave that we rode the last time. You know what I mean? Where we were almost there, um, couldn't get over the hump, and then we have to re-scrap. Uh, you know, that, that that's certainly a possibility. Um, but at the end of the day, the goal is to win. And if the goal was to get to the playoffs by 2024, then this is the right decision. Yeah. The goal was to get to the playoffs in 2024. That's what they said. This is a three-year thing. It is what it is. I, so wanted, this it. To, I wanted this to be good news. It turned into a, an argument. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. you know. No, it's never it's personal. Okay. But I think it was, a, I think it was a, a, sporty, a sporty good argument. The only thing I'm really truly upset is the fact that he came up with the 60% of the time every time before I did. I really thought you were going to go the Jack Kelly round and go 70-30. I forget the whole thing. No. But no, 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 he didn't no, go for the 70. No. Okay. I had to go with my man, Brian Fantana. I'm a, ja- I'm a Jack Kelly guy. I prefer Newsies. I'm a musical guy. So let's go ahead and move forward here, GM. We talked about, obviously, James Harden coming to the Rockets. Everything up until now, conjecture, rumors, innuendo, nothing confirmed. Everything is what we're hearing, right? It's just that fact that everything's coming ahead at a certain point where it's like, okay, there's just too much smoke for there not to be fire. Absolutely, absolutely. But we do know that there is a fire. There is a dumpster fire. It's currently the Houston Rockets. At 13-47, and 47, if they don't win a single game for the 22 games that are remaining, if they do not win another game, they will have the worst record in franchise history. Let's talk about this. Is it that they, they'd have to go one and twenty-one the rest of the way? Just to tie it. Oh. Because the worst the worst record in franchise history is fourteen. Yep. And that's the Ralph Sampson year, which uh which was also beautifully uh b- beautifully graphicked on our uh podcast page on our Instagram. Please go check it out. <laughs> but the Houston Rockets right now, 
it's a shit show of epic proportions. Let's do a deep dive into it right now. Obviously, in the one point of attack that has obviously garnered a lot of news lately. It's so funny in a game where Damian Lillard dropped 71 points. Houston Rockets fans are more worried about the fact that there's a certain Turkish big man that did not get the minutes that they feel he right he so rightfully deserves. Mm-hmm. in Shangun getting benched early, getting benched often, not getting PT. GM, enlighten the people. Let them know right now what's been going on with Alp. And uh, with Steven Silas, this power struggle that seems to be happening with him finding his way onto the floor. Well, what what happened the last couple games was the first game against Golden State. Um, Alperin Shengun was sat with, what, four minutes left in the third quarter, and he never saw the court again. And Steven Silas said it was due to the transition, uh, sorry, the switching defense that um, they had to play against Golden State in terms of defending their uh shooting and uh, he felt that LP was not sustainable in terms of that i mean granted um when he was off the court i think they said that he was a plus seven the rest of the the team was a plus seven the rest of the way went out after LP um left the floor so there is an argument to be had there i guess in the sense um and then this most recent game where Damian Lillard did score 71 points. Uh, Alperin Shengun was sat around the same mark in the third quarter and did not see the floor again. And, man, that is um, kind of crazy in terms of how terrible we are. And Steven Silas said it again that, you know, they kept on doing uh, dribble handoffs and the way that they were defending um, the the pick and roll with Damian Lillard, they were able to guard up and that's how he's able to get all those buckets and it just he took advantage apparently they were attacking Alperin Shangun the whole time and he just couldn't stay on the floor um I don't know man like to be honest with you I watched the Golden State game um I did know that I got a little bit closer in the fourth with LP out but they did pull away like the Golden State always will um now the Portland game that I did not watch for my own piece had to do it watch the highlights and you know, it was just a shit show overall uh, between the Rockets and the Blazers. Um, but, you know, like, the fact that everyone is upset about Alp not playing, I get it. The team sucks. And they just want who they believe the best player is on the floor. And I completely understand that. You know, I mean, who doesn't want their best player on the floor even though they're losing? Um, he is probably the most impactful player on the offensive end in terms of production. Um, you know, so they just want to see him put up numbers, hopefully. And that's a bummer. But also on the other side, LP is not that good of a defender. And I'm not saying that um, Steven Silas is completely correct for sitting him. Um, but the fact that Steven Silas is putting it out there, he's like directly challenging LP on the defensive end. And whether this is something that is an all Silas thing or if this is something that a Stone Tillman thing saying, you know, sit him. Let's lose. Pray for Victor. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's certainly a distinct possibility. Um, Silas is not happy. The man is angry. But, I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. There's a lot to be angry about. Fans have the right to be mad, but also defensively they look like shit. And the whole team looks like shit. And it's just, there's just a lot of things going around. And if they look at LP as that quote-unquote glimmer of hope, so be it. Um, is he the glimmer of hope? I'm not too sure. But yeah. this season, with what we have yeah. to play for currently, LP is that guy. Well, they started the game by putting Jabari at the five and letting LP slip to the corner to mask his defense. 
so that way he doesn't, you know, have to play that center role to where he has to either be the role man, you know, guarding the role man or coming up and guarding Damian on a pick and switch, which he still they still baited, they still got it done because that's what good teams do. They're going to strategically find a way to find the mismatch. They continually found the mismatch and then they attacked. Everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of Alperin Shangun as a player, as like the way that I saw the way that he's built he's built as the jury's out. The jury was out for me, but if this season indicated anything, is that he's the, man, the man's got talent. Like, the man's got talent, the man's got swagger. My only hiccup with him was how is he going to impact in a winning level? Like, it's all fine and good right now. Stats are great. Mm-hmm. Similar, like I said, the similarity between him and Christian Wood last year, it's all well and fun. Stats are great, but isn't going to impact winning. And what he does still doesn't move the needle. But on the other side of the coin here, if they truly believe that LP is that guy, if they believe that he is a quote-unquote cornerstone of the team, you build your defense to shield him. Just as much as you build the defense to shield a Steph Curry. If he's your guy, you build your defense to shield and make sure that he doesn't get put on skates in uncomfortable situations. I think him playing the five is a lot tougher than Curry playing at the one, obviously, because you're still the anchor man on defense. You do have to be the man that has to be coming up with the blocks, that has to come up on a pick and switch. You do have to be that guy in that situation. My thought process here, though, from a coaching standpoint, is where does he stand without P? And that's problematic for me because I'm a little upset at both parties here. I'm upset because Al P, I feel like he's not trying hard enough on defense, which is a problem. But maybe that's also coupled with the fact that that I think Coach Silas and the way that he's operating isn't instilling confidence in a player like an Alperin Shangun. Oh, absolutely. There's like I agree, no there's I agree with that. there's no yeah. there's no empowering of the player. And I think the 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 tightrope that a coach must uh tread is always like you want to make sure that you're instilling a proper culture, but you also want to empower your your players. And the best coaches in the world are the ones that you know toe that line in such a in such a perfect way. Like that's how the Phil Jacksons of the world were successful, the Rudy T's of the world were successful. Mm-hmm. Is that the Pat Rileys of the world were so successful? Is they found a way to empower their best players in a situation and ma- mask and shield certain weaknesses that they had. Silas is not of that, hasn't done any that magnitude. He hasn't done anything to help LP. <laughs> no, he hasn't done anything to help LP either. So I just feel like it's it's a fault of both parties. LP, I, I wish there was just more of a killer instinct with him of just like, well, you know what? If you're not going to play me or if you're not going to play me, let me prove you wrong by showing you that I can't play defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, Silas is taking it to him as a challenge. And then LP can come back and be like, okay, you want to challenge me, coach? Let's go. You know? Iron sharpens iron. Let's go. Let's make this happen. I'm going to show you that I can fucking defend. This is where I I take issue with it as well. Mm. From a GM's perspective, where do they see LP exactly? You spent two first-round picks for him Mm. in 2021. So where do you value him? Why would you waste these picks? Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Why would you give these picks for an Alperin Shangun if you're not even giving him the proper minutes to play. True. I mean, you know what I mean? Like know. they invest, this is an investment. It wasn't Jalen green at number two where they just had the pick. 
didn't trade up for it. They got the pick. Yeah. Alperin Shingun was a pick they traded up for, and they expended two first-round picks to acquire him. So they obviously value him. So where's the line? What, you know, where do you do it? People are saying, oh, well, it was a shit show. He didn't play. He didn't help himself. He didn't play defense. Well, fuck it then. We're not going to win. We're 13 and 47. <laughs> yeah, you might as well go for it, you know, and play him. I mean, I agree. I'm not mad about it. I Earn your way that, out of it. I mean, that's that, that's the way I that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, Silas isn't doing him any favors, and he's not doing he's not doing LP any favors, not doing himself any favors, and the way it's just it's just all a shit show, man. It's all just a shit show. Like, what in the world is happening here in Houston? I mean, like you stated, two firsts on an LP and with that kind of investment what exactly is happening you know like nothing just nothing makes sense and i think we're all have a right to be confused here uh it's just it's 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 not a good look the optics are bad for the for the organization everything that's going down i'm just not sure that you know any of us are sold on anything or maybe you just want to sell everything you know there is the distinct possibility the overhaul, of a blow-up situation the overhaul, yeah. man gm i need everyone to understand this i want to transition into this because it needs to be said it needs to be talked about i've harped upon this you know touched upon it in kind of the beginning of the episode this team is horrible i have never seen a team this bad and at this stage in my life i'm 30 years old i've experienced really good rockets teams I've experienced some pretty bad Rockets teams. Mm. This, not even close, not even close, is the least enjoyable season I have ever had. And I experienced the Ty Lawson year in 2015-2016 where we hit at 500. But that was a horrible season. 41-41, and horrible season just to get fed to the eventual... Yeah, just to get to fed... Well, not that the eventual champs, the Western Conference champion... Golden State Warriors, yeah, that wink, was just, wink. That Cleveland was won that title. Due to the, uh, what is it, the high expectations? Due to the high yeah. expectations on the third year of a Dwight Howard and James Harden. This team is, by and large, the worst Rockets team in Houston Rockets history. Dare I say, could this be the least enjoyable season in a Houston franchise history? Could this possibly be worse than the Houston Texans. I am starting to think about it now because I'm not enjoying the games anymore. And it's been a while since I've enjoyed a game. Mm -hmm. And I I haven't felt that way until the Texans. I think that's fair. I think it's very fair uh, with the way that the team is looking, the Rockets. Um, But the only thing is that the Texans did it for much longer. And the way they did it was like just so much worse in the long term, especially with the way that uh, Bill O'Brien ran that team, and the effect of. But can you can you talk about like a vacuum though in terms of like one I think, solitary I think, season? Um, it's close. But the thing about that is okay. Let me clarify this, Kenny, because if anyone knows me personally, I don't watch the Texans, so I can't really say that this is any better or worse, because I can only judge the Rockets. Um, I stopped watching the Texans probably like what six seven years ago, you know, and I I quit I quit them, you know I you know and because of that, the reason why everyone isn't in, in agony uh, as Texans fans, you know, from what they've seen, um, but 
to me, yeah, this is absolutely the worst season. Um, but sometimes what happens is when you bottom out, sometimes you got to even bottom out even more. And maybe this is just the bottom of the bottom because I don't, I can't see it getting any worse. I think this is the worst it's going to be tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Sorry. Next year will be better, but who knows, man, there's a lot of other things that can occur that can possibly make this team worse. Um, certain moves or non-moves that occur correct that could change that completely so we'll see man but to me i agree with you i completely agree this is the absolute worst houston rocket season witnessed yeah i i'm i'm at a point now where watching these games is, is very similar to like a root canal and pulling teeth i'm at a point now where i just don't i don't appreciate I can't appreciate the product that's in front of me. Yeah. Um. Me and me and the GM, we pride ourselves, you know, in putting these episodes out for y'all. We pride ourselves in being Rockets fans. We pride ourselves in putting out the best content that we can for y'all. We pride ourselves in being pseudo media members for uh to you know bring news to y'all about the Rockets, about a team that we've loved all of our lives. Um. But I am at a point now where I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna quit. Like, like I'm not just gonna be like, you know, I'm done. But I'm at a point now where I, I don't get excited when it's a game night. I don't, I don't feel good when it's a game night. I don't enjoy watching on a game night. I don't enjoy writing notes on a game night. I don't enjoy keeping tabs on a game night. <laughs> it's gotten to that. Point. It's gotten to that point. Yeah. And yeah. it's horrific, and it is the absolute worst experience. And I, and it's not even just myself and the GM. I have heard from multiple accounts of multiple fans telling me the exact same thing, that they cannot stand this team, that this team has been just the absolute rock bottom, bottom of the barrel. Nothing good can come from this. So, GM... We talked about, you know, your opinion on it being just the worst team. Can they win two more out of the next 22 and avoid being, statistically speaking, the worst Rockets team in franchise history? They need two. I can see it. I can see them getting two, two out wins. of the next 22. Yeah, I think it's possible. Whether I'm confident enough for it to happen, it's a whole other story. <laughs> but I think it's it's certainly possible. I think they can finish like with 16 or 17 wins, to be fair. Um, but, you know, it just matters of, depending on how much they're really going to tank. How hard are they going to tank? You know what I mean? Like, that is, that's the thing. Um, so, who knows? But, I mean, I haven't even looked at the schedule. But, I'll say this. If they do, they're probably still going to be in the top four, you know. But I think to, to sustain, they're going to have to – they might have to have the worst record or tie the worst record is what I'm saying. I can't help my son anymore. He hasn't helped himself. He's saw like help. 22% from three in the last him. 30 games. It's or almost anymore. at half the season. I know. I can't help him Does anymore. Does Jabari really need to change his jersey from one to ten? Does he have like to go from it? one to ten real quick on the Richter scale? To Does he have to make it? some shattering, you know, on the you know the San Andreas fault? Does the man got to make it happen? There you go. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Took you a while to get there, but you got there. I got there. I can't always. 
I am the biggest Jabari supporter, and I can't help him at this juncture. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all, he's great, he's good, follow the process, trust the process. I'm, I'm going to say trust the process, because we're still in year one. But from the vacuum of this season, I may have to, if you're a fan and you're tired of Jabari, you may just have to call it, and I won't. I won't be mad. Because this guy is not giving you, he's not providing you anything. Jalen, KPJ are out. The biggest dog, Aragorn's out. The biggest dog you have on the court is Alperin Shangun. So I thought at that juncture, at that stage of a season when we weren't going to win any more games, okay, great, Jabari can at the very least inflate his stats, gain his confidence. The shot looks super broken right now. Nothing that he does just looks right, even on defense when he tries. Because God knows he tries on defense, but he can't get to where he needs to go. And I think a lot of it is swagger-based, confidence-based. I hope that, you know, hopefully these last 22 games, there's something we can get some positive out of this. But a lot of people are harping this as probably one of the worst rookie seasons in history, which is a damn shame because I'm such a huge fan of his. But like I said, I'll say one of two things. One, I can't keep defending you, Jabari. You have to help yourself. And two, it's still your one. Calm the fuck down. He's not Michael Kidd Gilchrist just yet. Relax. He's not Adam Morrison. (laughs) God, if he's Michael Kidd Gilchrist or Adam Morrison, I will shit my pants. Yeah, he's not Adam Morrison. He plays much better defense than an MKG or a Adam Morrison. Calm your tits. He'll be fine. GM. Jabari Smith, how are you feeling? Cold, ice cold. I don't know what else to say. Uh, That's it. He's been he's been shite, is what they would say in 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 England. He goes, yeah, shite. Yeah, I mean, if they if he if he was on the local soccer team in the Premier League, oh gosh, if he was in public, they would be yelling horrible things to the guy. But you know, hopefully Jabari Jabari should still have support. I mean, since year one. You know, unfortunately. And we know how good he is. We know how good he can be is the difference. Yeah. How good he can be. Whether he can actually get there is a whole other story. But, you know, like you said, it's just year one. Um, The man needs a chance. Improvement can still occur. Um, There's a lot to learn from this year and a lot of growth to be made. But maybe with a better coach um, and a different set of players on the roster, um, better things can happen for Jabari Smith Jr. So I would just suggest not to quit and call him a bust just yet. On the up and up. Okay. GM, we are 13 and 47 right now, 22 games remaining into the year. Let's go ahead and start wrapping up this episode. I don't want to continually do each episode just shitting on the team. I think a lot of shows... You know, fellow rocket shows I mean, it, it's a, all it's, harping it, it, upon the same thing. It's we, really hard. Yeah, we all well, really well it's well, I've always said this. I've always said this. You got four or five different rocket shows slash podcasts all discussing, all putting on their thinking caps on thinking of ways to improve the team and talking about how shitty we are. That's literally what every that's literally what every episode has been about. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that we can kind of at least talk about a James Harden. Um the distinct possibility that he provides. And uh, the idea of what's to come and the possibility of a 2023 offseason. This scope right here is going to be everything. We're going to be hitting these episodes. We're going to hit the ground running in the offseason because that's that's just typically how me and the GM work. We try to hit the ground running, and we always do. 
this offseason, I feel like is going to be really important for the Rockets. Most important for the Rockets, but it's also going to be really important for our show. So we're going to be the ones that are going to keep tabs on this the whole way. We will be providing y'all episodes the whole way. And we do apologize for doing the two-week or almost two-week layover. We usually try to put out at least once a week. So from the bottom of our hearts, we do apologize. Uh, Just got really busy. We were out of town. It was really hard uh, to get an episode out. So, you know, we're just happy that we got back together and we're able to put out another episode for y'all. So we do appreciate y'all for following us and supporting us and continuing to support us. And actually, we've had fans reach out and say, hey, why have y'all... Why haven't y'all come out? Why haven't y'all recorded an episode? I'm like, okay, we'll get to it. Relax. All right, we'll get there. Calm down. We'll get there. I promise. I promise. Well, we're not going to let you down like the Houston Rockets have been letting us down. Oh! Damn, that was a low blow. Let's end this episode right here on that high note. GM, give the people what they want to hear. Well, guys, um, if you guys want to hear some positivity, or I guess more negativity about the Rockets, follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow the Instagram at Summit State of Mind, underscore P-O-D. And follow our people, our boys, our family, our brothers, at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H-O-U. Awesome. And you can follow myself as well at Summit Commish. Give a shout out and a follow to all of our wonderful Apollo Podcast Network's brethren just doing big things. The crown jewel of Houston Astros podcast. Go check out BTD, Beyond the Diamond. Go check out Off the Grid Iron with the Apollo Texans. Hey, the Houston Roughnecks are back. There is a Roughnecks Apollo podcast out for y'all. Go check them out as well. And of course, one take podcast for all of your pop culture movie tv show needs they provide it dex the hosts freaking kill it continue to do great stuff so big shout outs to each and every one of them that continue to kill the game we're getting the go home cue here from our producer so we're gonna go ahead and end this episode right now by just letting all of y'all know thank you so much for supporting us despite the worst season in houston rockets history we do appreciate y'all's continued support of our show our accolades of what we're trying to accomplish to get From our news out to y'all, so we do appreciate each and every one of y'all for your continued support. Episode 153 is officially in the books. We're going to go home here. We're going to close the show as I close every episode with Go Summit, Go Apollo Houston, and of course, Go Rockets. Pray for Victor. Jeez Louise. The Summit for, 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 for Life.